Hello, I'm Janelle, and this is today's Heartlift with Janelle, our special bonus episode for this week. We have been so blessed to hear from author Linda Evans Shepherd on becoming a praying person. So I wanted to read from her other new book, Make Time for Joy, Scripture-Powered Prayers to Brighten Your Day. I don't know about you, but I need a little brightening to my day. And I want to read from page 118, Giving. Dear Lord, if life were a race to gain the most possessions, the winner's circle would contain a pile of trash next to an engraved tombstone. The winner's earthly goods would be sold, given away, or buried in a garbage heap. But your revelation about riches is that joy is not about the accumulation of things. No, joy is found in the pursuit of giving. In fact, the more I give without wishing I could keep my cash, the more my giving pleases you. My generosity becomes an act of pure joy, a joy you, Lord, share with me. As long as my gifts flow from my heart, they don't even need a price tag. The list of things you suggest I give to others includes love, peace, and forgiveness, with forgiveness being a prized treasure. Yeah. When I forgive freely, Your grace and forgiveness expand to cover me. For you forgive me in the same measure that I forgive others. The power of giving and forgiving is the same power as planting a crop. The more seeds of generosity I plant, the more I will gather. But if I'm stingy with the seeds you've given to me, there won't be much of a harvest. The rule is that the more I give, the wealthier I become in you. The stingier I am, the less I have in both pocket and soul. This is because you promise that the generous will prosper and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Empower me today to give with joy so that I can be empowered with joy. Thank you, Lord. I've loved the season of slowing down our pace and looking at aspects of our life that perhaps the busy time between September and May that most of us live doesn't allow us to take the time to consider. And two of the most important for me so far have really been becoming a forgiving person, having a forgiveness practice in my life. I don't know about you, but that conversation and that episode really got to me. And also this week's conversation with my friend Linda Evan Shepherd on becoming a praying person. These two ideas, these two practices are so integrated. They're, they're inextricable, aren't they? I can't be a praying person if I don't have a forgiveness practice because I will be offended probably every day of my life. I'm a human and I will offend other people. And so I'm just hoping that as I slow my pace down and take this time, I I took this morning, I just took it off and I spent 
a really good amount of time, just just prayer time, journaling time, breathing time, being time, just time to exercise my body and fill my soul. And honestly, I have more energy and I feel better. And so I will just continue to make this discipline part of my daily life, my weekly schedule, because it's so critically important. So I just wanted to bring a few uh, past episodes to the conversation today as we talk about the different aspects of prayer. I absolutely loved season 10, episode eight, with one of my spiritual heroes, Jan Johnson. Jan came to us and spoke to us about contemplative prayer and how important that is in our lives. And so enjoy this short excerpt as I read from Jan's book, When the Soul Listens. A reading from When the Soul Listens, Finding Rest and Direction in Contemplative Prayer by Jan Johnson. Contemplative prayer is not necessarily a way to hear God, but a way to pay attention to God and enjoy God's companionship. It's rarely dramatic. Sometimes something will come to you and other times not. Especially in the context of Alexio Divina, you may indeed hear God address you practically and personally. In that case, you won't hear anything that contradicts either the letter or the spirit of the word of God. In fact, what you sense will not only line up with the word of God, but will often make what you already know more clear and down to earth than before. We often come away from contemplative prayer, having sensed the wisdom of the good life in God and wanting more of it. Many times I've gone into such prayer, not wanting to go the extra mile let someone off the hook, or stop grabbing the credit. But God helps me move in that direction. I think this is because the process of contemplative prayer is one of surrender. We quiet ourselves and simply enjoy God's presence. Another favorite, favorite episode of mine was season 11 with author and spiritual director Lacey Finn Borgo, who spoke to us about having childlike faith, remembering what it was like to feel the skip in our step, to do cartwheels in the front yard, and just to laugh 500 times a day. And in this portion, I'm just reading from her book, All Will Be Well. It's a children's book about Julian of Norwich. And we're introduced to this little girl, this character that... Lacey has created, named Julian, and her Mima. And it's all about this little hazelnut. Listen in. Julian busted through the door with hazelnut surprises for Mima. Mima, she shouted. Shh, her mother responded. Mima's asleep. I'm not asleep, (laughs) called Mima from her bedroom. Come, tell me about your day. So Julian galloped into Mima's room. Look what I found, Mima! Julian unloaded the hazelnuts onto Mima's lap. 
They are beautiful, Mima exclaimed. And Mima's so adorable. She's so cute. Where did you find them? So Julian told Mima all about her walk and the wind and the leaves and the trees. And Mima listened. Mm. Hour of a grandmother. Mm-hmm. How was school, Mima asked. Julian hung her head. It had been a hard day. She was worried mm-hmm. about Mima. She was sad that Mima was sick and sometimes sad looks like mad. Julian raised both fists high in the air. Sometimes I want to explode. I love you was all Mima said as she held Julian's hand. Why did you put that there? Mima could have said a million things. Mm-hmm. What was it about that action, that moment? I know it's imaging some, it's like a foreshadowing, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think one, uh, uh, many, many reasons. So um, one is that Mima is helping to shape Julian's picture of God. Yes. So Mima, uh, the studies show, so I, I'm a spiritual director to adults, but also to children at Haven House, which is a facility for mm-hmm. families without homes. And I've been doing that for about nine years. It's amazing. And um, studies show, show us that, that a child's picture of God is um, heavily shaped by their grandparents. Because oh grandparents, gosh. yeah, grandparents have freedom and they really just don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to like you got to brush your teeth and go to school and do your homework so there's just like this lavish capacity for love grandparents have can have incredible influence for good or ill yes yes around their Mm -hmm. child their grandchildren's picture of god so in this way mima is shaping julian's picture of god too is that we really can listen a person to life. We can listen a person to person life. Yeah, to we're going to come back yes. to that when we talk about spiritual conversations with children yes. in a minute, because I actually just uh, flagged two beautiful things you said in that yes. book. So, okay, so grandparents so that can is shape what, or, right. Yeah, and that's what Mima's doing, is that she is listening. Uh, this is a two words by Doug, from Douglas Steer. She is listening Julian into a condition of disclosure and discovery. Oh goodness. So that's that's a Douglas Steer, Quaker Douglas Steer quote. Disclosure. Yeah. Julian is disclosing, giving her a safe space to bring the full force of this emotion. Mm-hmm. And Julian Julian doesn't children don't don't they don't understand death, but no. she knows that cha- things are changing and mm-hmm. they've they've talked about it. She's so she's got this dread of an unknown mm-hmm. and it's affecting her whole life. And Mima is listening her into disclosing that and then slowly discovering through the hazelnut, through the wind, through the trees, through her listening presence that God is with her. Therefore, mm. all, all will be well. Yeah. Taking a lot in as a new grandparent. Yeah. And the power yeah. of that presence. Wonderful opportunity. Incredible opportunity. Yeah. I feel that. I do. I feel that. 
So let me continue reading because I still want you, you know, I'm not reading all of the book. I'm just reading yeah. some parts, but you say Julian then after she said, I love you, mm-hmm. Julian drew close to Mima. Tell me again about my name. Tell me about Julian of Norwich, begged Julian. So Mima began. Julian lived long ago when there were kings and queens and knights and lords and ladies. She lived in a small room attached to the church. She stayed there day and night with her many cats. Okay, you can keep reading that when you get the book. She goes into saying one time Julian became very sick and almost died. While she was sick, she had a vision. And you're teaching children here what that means. And I love that. A vision is like a dream, but a dream while you're awake. It's almost an invitation for little Julian to now go back under the tree and God will give her a vision, right? Mm, exactly. Invitation. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I'm, it invited me. <laughs> like, give yes. me a vision. Yep. In yep. her and vision. For, go ahead. Mm. Oh, uh, and children have, I mean, I think we all have more visions than we are ready to welcome because our culture and it's not really welcoming of that. But God is constantly reaching towards us. Oh, it is really hard to stop listening to that beautiful season 11, episode 18 with Lacey. Lacey's voice just brings such great peace to my soul. So I close today just reminding us of that beautiful Douglas Steer quote that Lacey spoke. To listen another soul into a disclosure and discovery may be almost the greatest service that any human being ever performs for another. Lacey said that Mima was creating a place, a safe space. She was training her sweet little granddaughter, what it felt like, what it looked like to have a safe space in her life where she can be seen and heard and known and loved and feel a sense of belonging, just have a place to be. And I love that Lacey's motivation in creating Mima and her character was the power behind a grandparent and how grandparents, it's been proven, have a real opportunity to shape a child's picture of God. And so as a new grandmother, I'm taking that one to heart. So let us take some time, maybe sit under a tree where the wind is blowing and the birds are singing. Some quiet, contemplative time to pray and to think, how can I be a safe place, a safe person? in the lives of those in my spheres of influence? And second, how can I become more aware how God is constantly reaching for me? When Lacey said that to me the first time, and then when I re-listened to it, it just took my breath away again. God is constantly reaching for us. And Lacey said, we have to create the space we have to slow down our, our pace. And she really, she really encouraged us that God has more dreams and visions for us than we're making space to receive. Okay, I'm taking that to heart too. So be sure to meet me over on Instagram at Janelle Reardon, because that's where I hang out. 
And as I post this uh, bonus episode and some notes and some thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. And be sure to subscribe to both the podcast and my bi-weekly, sometimes weekly, newsletter that hopefully is filled with additional resources that are free to you that will enhance the conversations that we're having through the podcast. So Heartlifter, may you feel very close to God and may you become a praying, forgiving person.